What is up, everybody, and welcome to Behind the Stays. Zach here. I have been wanting to do this for a while, okay? And the, the timing just hasn't hasn't been right for uh, a myriad of reasons, primarily because you guys have been incredibly generous with sharing the show and helping the show grow, and we've just had a full calendar of, of guests. But I, but I wanted to share a little bit about how I got started here and what, what we're doing with Behind the Stays and what Spontaneous is. For those of you who might have heard about Spontaneous but aren't entirely sure what we're building and, and why we're building it. So I thought it would be fun to just share a little bit about you know, my own story and, and how all of this got started. You know, podcasting is, is this funny medium where I, uh, I get to share pretty vulnerably like what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling or uh, you know, what I'm listening to with, with you all, and sometimes, you know, one one guest, but but you all are like listening to this independently, right? So it's kind of like we're having a one-on-one conversation, um, but but I can't hear your responses, right? I don't actually know what, what you think about what I'm saying. Uh, those of you who write me emails and, and respond to ours, our, um, send us DMs on, on Instagram and whatnot, I, I love that, right? Or if you follow me on Twitter, I love, love, love hearing from you what you love about the show, your ideas for how we can improve the show. So please, please keep all that up. It's it's helpful to just know that you you all are um you're you're getting value from this, right? Um but but I wanted to share a little bit about the story of behind the stays and spontaneous because I think we're at this inflection point. And I am really, really excited for what we have in store. And I thought it would be a great opportunity to just pause, do a little bit of reflection. And there are a lot of you who are new here who haven't been around since the beginning. And I wanted to just share a little bit about why I'm doing this and and why why this matters to me. So um, here, here we go. You can you can let me know what you think about this in in the comments, or you can send me uh, an email, Zach at spontaneous.com. I read every single email that comes into my inbox, and I reply to just about every one of them, um, except for except for the spammy ones. But um, you, none of you are spammy, so I, I will I will respond to you. But um, but yeah, a little bit about me. So over the last decade, I've been working in growth marketing at an agency that actually specializes in higher education marketing and student recruitment. So we partner with colleges and universities, help them run their advertising campaigns, help them run their SEO strategy, and ultimately help them recruit the right fit students. Um, I, I've talked to many folks on this podcast who've who've complained about how behind the short-term rental and vacation rental industries are, but let me assure you, you all are uh, you all are ahead of higher education. Um, we'll 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 leave it at that. There's I think there's a lot of parallels actually between hospitality and and higher education because ultimately, higher is is selling an experience, right? They're they're selling an experience to to prospective students for for a hefty price tag um and and i think that there are actually more parallels than than might be initially obvious between between hospitality and and higher education but it was actually at this agency where i truly fell in love with content marketing and i realized just how powerful building an audience could be whether that audience was for you know the the agency and its growth goals or whether it was helping a client grow their affinity in the eyes of a particular population of of students. And why I've loved content marketing so much is because good content marketing has has like a a heart for storytelling, right? Storytelling is sort of the the epicenter of a of a great content marketing strategy from from my perspective anyways. And so I I loved 
I love the work that we got to do because uh, who, who doesn't love to tell student stories, right? Higher education can be the one of the greatest, if not the greatest ways to help bring somebody out of um, a context that that is 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 um is threatening, right? Out of a context that can be that can be limiting. It's one of the the greatest ways to increase equity and increase equality. And what better way to you know help colleges and universities tell student stories to to achieve that end, right? To to achieve better outcomes for for people. So storytelling has always has always inspired me. Um, and, and when podcasting kind of came to the scene, I I was especially intrigued because in my opinion podcasting is one of the most vulnerable one of the one of the best mediums for storytelling it's long form right some of the most popular podcasts out there you listen to joe rogan and you're listening to a three-hour interview right and um you, you just you just don't get unedited conversation anymore everything is edited that that we listen to i actually don't edit the the behind the stage podcast at all many of you have probably noticed uh, unless unless a individual specifically asks me to take a section out but but that's rare right everything that we consume whether it's a tiktok or or an insta reel uh, obviously it's sort of like more well produced content like a netflix show everything has been highly 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 edited uh, podcasting uh, is much more organic, and so I, I fell in love with with the medium. Um, I liked it so much that I decided to start a podcast in the higher education marketing space, and that podcast grew to be one of the most trusted resources in in the industry. And it ultimately morphed into a larger network of shows, and it's been really, really, really cool to just see how how this particular brand has has been able to grow and be a, a true educational resource for for folks that are working in in the industry. And I truly loved the work that we did, and I, I saw myself dedicating the rest of my professional life to, to growing this agency and working working in this space. But then COVID hit. <laughs> um, my my wife and I actually got married in the fall of 2019 in Italy, just a few months before the pandemic. And we were living in a one bedroom apartment in downtown DC. We had no outdoor space, and you know, overnight our, our building shut down all communal areas. Uh, within a week, the the entire city of Washington DC felt like a ghost town. Uh, and and we both had intense jobs. So you know, I was working and, and leading growth of this agency. My wife's an attorney, and you know, trying to uh, take video calls and coordinate video calls in a 600 square foot uh, apartment proved to be just incredibly challenging. Now, so many of you had it way way harder, right? Like we didn't have any kids at the time. We have a little eight month old now, but like we had no kids at the time. You know, we were blessed to be in a very safe, beautiful space. So absolutely, lots of pros, but. Um, it, it, it was difficult. <laughs> it was difficult to figure out how to coordinate our, our schedules and, and our life. And quite frankly, we, were, we just were going stir crazy, right? And we weren't seeing friends and family, especially in those early days of COVID. We were, we were pretty, pretty careful. And so anyways, it was just, you felt like you were sort of in this bubble, right? Um, and we, we hungered for, for some you know, form of escape. We argue to this day who the first person was to bring up the idea of breaking our lease and, and hitting the road. Um, but between you guys, it was definitely me who first floated the idea. But don't tell my wife. <laughs> um, it, it seemed so crazy, right? Like breaking your lease, hitting the road, and our... our thought was we'll just airbnb hop right we'll just stay in short-term rentals and see what happens and um but it, but it was scary right it was it was a pandemic and we weren't really sure what was happening and 
we were we weren't sure if work was going to call us back right but one day my wife um you know or, or, or like some days like my wife would be like okay like let's do it and i'd be like hell no you're like this is crazy what are we thinking and then you know the next i'd be like let's do it and she'd be like no 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 like i've decided it's just like it's not going to work right <laughs> for for all these very logical good reasons but uh nevertheless somehow we decided you know what what's the worst that can happen the worst that can happen is that we break our lease we hit the road we hate it and we come back and we might not get our same apartment but hey you know maybe we even get our same apartment but at the very least we would figure something out so we felt like we had to do it so it was september 27th 2020 just a few days before our one-year wedding anniversary in fact when we decided to break our lease and hit the road now our plan was to stay in a new airbnb every week or so and i and i say a new airbnb because between between you guys and and me like i had never heard of str i had never had no idea what a short-term rental was and the idea of a vacation rental to me was like boxed into like i don't know a a stay at the beach where you have to like bring your linens and bring your own towels or whatever, right? So like <laughs> when I hear the term vacation rental, that's what I think of. So uh, we we literally exclusively booked our stays via via Airbnb. And our plan was to stay in, again, a, a, a new Airbnb every, every week or so for three months and then decide whether we wanted to keep going. So before we hit the road, we had the whole month of October planned, but that was it. Like we hadn't planned beyond October. And we knew initially we wanted to stay on the East Coast just in case work called us back, right? We, if you guys remember, it seems like a while ago, it seems like an eternity ago in, in some sense, right? But no one really knew how long we were all going to be remote. And so at any given point in time, we thought we might get an email from our uh, respective employers saying, hey, all right, we want you back in the office in a couple of weeks. And so we wanted to stay close enough where if we did get an email like that, we, we could come home. Um, once we hit the road, It took us three days to realize that we had, without a doubt, made the right decision. We started our journey actually in Cape Cod during the start of fall in this like beautiful, like super cozy, quintessential New England cottage on a lake. And it was, it was just magical, right? Like waking up in the morning, stepping outside, work, working, like working didn't even feel like working (laughs) or taking calls didn't even feel like. I don't know. I remember taking a Zoom call overlooking this lake, sipping on like my warm cup of coffee. And I just felt so inspired, right? Unbelievably inspired. And again, like we were like in the city and now we were not in the city and we were immersed in nature. It was just, I mean, it was unbelievably, you know, magical. I remember after our first couple stays, telling my wife on on a walk that I wanted to start a podcast that would focus on telling the stories behind the people's homes that we were staying in. We were staying in these just absolutely like gorgeous, very well curated um, uh, homes. And I, and I wanted to know who, who created this and why? And, you know, where did the couch come from? And where is that, you know, antique, antique desk from? And how did they decide on the scent that they used for this, for this space, right? I mean, it was all, it was, I would say it was my, the first time in my life where I realized, oh my gosh, I really care about ambiance. I really care about hospitality. I, like there is an art to this, right? Uh, and a science, I would even argue. But but this great feelings when you walk into a space don't just happen. They're they're incredibly well thought through. There there there's there's no way this is an accident. The the best hosts, the best hospitality entrepreneurs, 
really, really understand the importance of being intentional with every aspect of a space. And we were fortunate enough to stay in many places where where that was the the ethos of the home. That was the that was the desire of the host was to create this unforgettable, you know, you know, true to the space and the country and the area where they were, uh, environment that was so inspiring that you couldn't help but feel like you were transported to a, a magical place that was crafted just to inspire you enough to either you know uh, come back uh, and, and or tell everybody that you knew about this particular Airbnb and why they had to come and stay here. So I, I was so enchanted by these spaces and thought, you know what, I, I just I need to build like the the podcast that's like the humans of New York, but for Airbnbs. That that was sort of the 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 initial idea. There, as I came to find out, as I came to, um, as I would find out, there, there were a lot of podcasts out there. There still are that are really focused on, you know, hosting tips and tricks and short-term rental investing strategies and, you know, uh, how to, how to become a millionaire on Airbnb and whatnot. And all that content is great. And in fact, we've had today, you know, behind the scenes features, a lot of the folks that have created those podcasts and that have created those shows. And I think that those perspectives are unbelievably important to, to consider. And if you, if you care about building a meaningful business in the space, it's worth tuning into these shows. Um, but I was always interested a little bit more in just the people, the people who, who created these stays, right? The people that were behind these stays. And so, that's where behind the stays was was born. What if we could make a humans of New York, but for but for short term rentals? That kind of morphed into how, how do we make something like the How I Built This podcast by Guy Raz, which I just absolutely adore, but specifically for hospitality, right? That's I've you guys know I have a a, a huge interest in, in hospitality entrepreneurs and people that are building really great, cool, incredible uh, collections of homes and experiences and products for the space. And really, that comes from my just uh, my innate. Uh, it does feel innate desire to understand where great ideas come from and what environments are necessary to to bring those ideas to life. And I think Guy Raz has done that so well with his show, How I Built This. Um, and so, I I wondered whether or not there was an opportunity to model a show after after his, but to niche it down. Too much detail, Zach. <laughs> I don't know. You guys tell me if that was too much detail. But that is the genesis behind behind the stays. Uh, one of the things that we quickly learned while we were traveling uh, was that if we could be flexible with where and when we went somewhere, we could score incredible deals. So we would, you know, be sitting on a couch on a Tuesday. We'd pull up the map view on Airbnb. We'd just be scrolling around. You know, at, at some point we realized it was actually January of 2021. We realized, you know what, um, work's not going to call us back anytime soon. Let's head west, right? So we, we knew we could go anywhere at this juncture. I will say we didn't fly anywhere. We were pretty cautious um, all kind of throughout this throughout this journey. We were staying in mostly like remote places. Um, but, but what was really interesting, and I think that this is a trend that we've talked a lot about on this podcast. This is a trend that I still believe to be true, even as things have returned to to you know the way that they were before the pandemic um there there is a market of travelers that really want to go and stay at a place for the sake of staying at a place right meaning the they're they're traveling somewhere because of the airbnb that's kind of like the primary objective and then the town and everything else the amenities around it are um are a bonus right 
this isn't for everybody, obviously, but I do think, especially like Instagram culture and cabin culture on Instagram, I think it has cultivated this like desire, this bucket. People have their bucket list of the different places that they want to stay in and they want to travel to, you know, uh, Janice's uh, Cozy Rock cabin for the, for the you know, sake of being able to say, I've, I've been to Cozy Rock, right? Have you, right? Uh, Janice is a, is, uh, has been on the podcast a couple times and she, she does such great work. Um, so if you're not already following her or you're not listening to her podcast, Cabin Culture, I, I highly recommend that, that you do. Anyways, I digress. So we realized, wow, if we pull up this map view and we know the general direction that we want to go in, but we don't have specific dates and times, we could stay at like this beautiful, incredible space for, you know, two or three days and then stay at another place that was really nice, but maybe not as, you know, pricey for, for a week. And then we could go and stay at this incredible container home or this grain silo or whatever. And what we, what we found is that because we could, we could tell a host like, Hey, we'll stay for three days or three weeks, depending on, you know, the offer and, and what we, what uh, price we could come uh, to, to agree upon we were able to to stay in places that we otherwise would not have been able to do, right? Because hosts would give us remarkable discounts, and and many times because these pl- we the we could travel in the middle of the week, some of the most remarkable stays that we ever stayed in were you know from a Tuesday to a Thursday at forty to fifty percent off their their market rate, um, their their normal listing rate, right? Which was amazing. So we would send these places to our friends and family to be like, well, how do you guys find all these deals? Like when I go on Airbnb, I just see crappy stuff, right? Um, and, and that's really what triggered the idea for spontaneous was, Hey, maybe, maybe people really do want to see these crazy last minute deals, even if like they're not likely to be able to travel to them. So last minute as, as we are, maybe, maybe there is an opportunity. Maybe there is a market for folks that want to stay in really great, incredible spaces for less. And, um, and, and, and maybe we could build that. So that was really the genesis of of the idea behind spontaneous. Now I will say, I have been a huge fan of Scott's cheap flights for for years. Uh, I I don't know how long I've been a subscriber, but it's been it, you know I, I feel like I found them five six maybe even seven years ago when they were pretty when they were pretty new. If there's anyone from Scott's Cheap Flights listening to this podcast, I'd love to. I'd love to chat with you. Um, I'd love to you know chat with Scott Keys himself, but he's probably too big for me. But um, Anyhow, I was convinced that there had to be a Scott's Cheap Flights, but for Airbnbs, but I did a bunch of Googling and I couldn't find it. Uh, and I talked to some friends and no one no one had heard of it. And so, so yeah, I thought, hey, like this is an opportunity. Let's do this. So the marketer in me decided it was worth at least a test. So I bought the domain spontaneous.com. And I, I will say right off the bat, a lot of folks were like spontaneous, spontaneous, but you know, it was a mouthful, right? It was a mouthful. And I knew it would be a mouthful. It is a mouthful. Uh, it's, it's part of me is like, damn it. I should have named it something else, right? It should have been simpler, blah, blah, blah. But the number of times, and I've probably said this on the show before, but the number of times I've had somebody come to me and say, Hey, Every time I hear the word spontaneous, I think of spontaneous now. I think of you guys, right? It's it's remarkable. And that that is what I was going for. I was like, okay, if if once they figure out what it how to say it, spontaneous, right? It's actually not that difficult to say once you actually have said it a few times, right? Um, and then I know anytime someone, whether they're watching a show or they're listening to a podcast, anytime somebody says the word spontaneous, they're going to think of our brand. And sure enough, I get DMs and emails from folks all the time saying that, which is 
which is amazing. So anyways, we, we bought the domain, we kept the name. I paid a friend of mine 40 bucks to create a logo for us. I, I built this scrappy landing page in Webflow, which is like a content management system for people that don't know how to build websites like me. Uh, and then I signed up for a free HubSpot account. And then I actually ended up paying a web developer on Upwork like 70 bucks to optimize the landing page for mobile because it looked pretty crappy. Um, and then, and this is this is where things really like took off. So I um, I decided to shoot my shot and see if one of my like internet heroes, my internet man crushes, Sam Parr, who was the founder of The Hustle, The Hustle sold to, to HubSpot. Um, the Hustle, for those of you um, who aren't familiar, is like a morning brew. Uh, it's it's a newsletter, a business newsletter, specifically geared towards entrepreneurs and, and younger like business professionals. It's actually one of the most popular. There's millions and millions and millions of people subscribed to The Hustle. Um, anyways, I had been following Sam for a while. I was a subscriber to The Hustle. I had listened to his podcast. Uh, I feel like I was an early listener to the My First Million podcast, which he co-hosted with his buddy, Sean Puri. Anyways, I thought I would just send him a DM and cross my fingers and pray that he might, you know, I don't know, share it or something. So what I did was the perfect combination, I think now in hindsight, of like strategic and serendipitous. So I had been a loyal follower of his for a while. And I knew that Sam had recently talked about this idea of like the curation economy on his show. And he thought there was like a lot of opportunities for folks to build media businesses that helped ease decision fatigue that so many of us experience just given how much content that there is on the internet. So I was like, oh, interesting. Well, hey, spontaneous, the, that is a part of the curation economy. We are trying to make it easier for travelers to find these cool deals that otherwise might not be actively browsing Airbnb, right? And, and be inundated with all the potential uh, stays. Furthermore, I knew that Sam was a copywriting nerd who loved like really good positioning statements and headliners and you know one-liners. So I wrote the copy for the initial spontaneous landing page in a way that I thought Sam would love. So I specifically used some of the hacks that he had talked about like many, 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 many times working. And I integrated that, uh, that into the, the copywriting. And then I shot him a DM on Twitter. Uh, and again, he wasn't, he obviously wasn't following me at the time. I had, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred Twitter followers. I, I really wasn't active on the platform, but I referenced how helpful his most recent podcast was. And then I sent him the landing page for spontaneous. And within 30 minutes, my phone starts like buzzing on repeat and new subscribers are rolling in every few minutes. I checked Twitter and lo and behold, it had worked. Sam shared a quick thread about what he loved about my landing page and the idea of spontaneous. And I think from that tweet alone, we generated like several hundred subscribers. It was it was remarkable. Now, again, all of this was before we had launched a single edition of Spontaneous. But because of this buzz, we actually like moved our timeline forward and we launched the first edition of the newsletter the day after Sam's tweet. Simply because I didn't I wanted to capitalize on like all the attention that we had just that we had just generated. So that is the the founding story of of Spontaneous. That that was, you know, the, how 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 it came to be. Um, and what we've what we've done since, which has been really cool, it was a simple newsletter. We we published uh, two editions a week. Um, actually, it started as just one edition a week, with a section uh, focused on weekend long deals and a section focused on week long deals, so seven nights days. And then it, it grew and it morphed, and now we have newsletters for uh, lots of the world. We are 
gearing up to launch newsletters for Asia Pacific, which we, uh, which is going to be very, very, very exciting, and then other parts of Latin America, um, which is going to be equally exciting. And so we're we're growing our our newsletters. People can subscribe to specific locations. You can look for. You can have Spontaneous send you Airbnb deals that are within a two-hour radius of where you live. Uh, and then we we recently launched StayWatch, which is uh, the product I'm actually like most excited about right now, which is for folks that are that might be a little bit less uh, spontaneous and might know that they're going to be at a place in uh, a few months, or they want to you know take their family to Tulum, or maybe they want to go to Disney in the fall, whatever it is. They can create a stay watch trip and then Spontaneous uh, will automatically curate deals that are relevant during their ideal travel dates with all of their preferences in mind. So if you don't want to spend more than a couple hundred bucks a night, you can say, hey, I don't want to spend more than a couple hundred bucks a night and I need two bedrooms and two baths and you know, I'm willing to go up to 20 miles outside of the city proper or whatever it is. You can put all that criteria into StayWatch and then you can say, hey, send me deals every day, every week, every month and StayWatch will just send you these these notifications uh, when when uh, new deals emerge that match your criteria. So that's a, a super cool product. Now, why all of this is relevant to you all? Many of you are, uh, ho- hopefully all of you are travelers. I think if you're in the hospitality space, like you should love to travel. Uh, so Spontaneous is a, something you all should be subscribed to if you're not already. But beyond that, uh, I wanted to, to talk a lot about how we, a little bit about how we help hosts. So we have rolled out our host partner program, we've gone through kind of this this revamp of it, which is which is exciting. And basically, for a, a small annual fee, you get your properties uh, featured anytime they're available during our curation windows. So if a user is looking for deals in New England, um, and your home is free, it'll automatically be included in our newsletter. We integrate with Airbnb. We can send folks to your direct booking site too. So we use your Airbnb calendar as like the source of truth, but we can pull your availability through Airbnb and then send folks an email inviting them to book directly with you if that's something that is um, important and, and matters to you. But what's really cool and like where we're going is with StayWatch, right? We, we have hundreds of people that have created these StayWatches and we know like, hey, they want to go to this particular city or this particular place during these particular dates, and we know what they want to spend. How, and how do we like integrate that with with you all, right? Like, what if what if we could say, "Hey, I have we've got six people who want to travel next summer to this particular place where you have properties." How do we make that you know introduction? And how do we, you know, how do we do that as automated as possible to save everybody time? So we're working all of that into our, our host partner program. So our hosts, our hosts who sign up for our host partner program, they'll automatically get that feature built in uh, once it's um, once it's released, which is very, very exciting. Ping is another product of ours, which you've probably heard me talk about on this podcast. It, I think we have an ad read for it that plays in, in several of our episodes. And really what we did for Ping is we built it as a way to help those of you who have stays that are typically booked out like way in advance. Like the, you, you guys are, are the rare fine folks, right? Um, but what's interesting is a lot of people who don't necessarily fall into that category of like being booked out three, six, 12 months in, in advance, a lot of people have, have bought Ping and found value in it in so many different ways than we could have anticipated. So Ping is this super simple widget. It lives on your website, it integrates with your Airbnb. Uh, listing and anytime there's a cancellation that comes through on Airbnb, within within minutes, everybody that might be following your place via Ping will get an email and an invitation to book your stay. 
Now, if an individual has specifically requested to be notified, if your place becomes available, let's say I let's say I really want to go to Minnesota, and there are these gorgeous A-frames and, and tiny homes that Northwoods uh, has that I'd love to stay in, right? But I look at the calendar, and I'm like, oh, dang it, they're booked over Columbus Day weekend, right? But hey, I'm you know in uh, St. Paul, I'm a couple hours away, whatever it is. If it does become available, I'd like I'd like to be one of the first to know, right? Cancellations happen all the time, people. You guys know this, right? Anyhow, uh, what Ping does is I can put in my information. I can say, hey, I want to be notified if this if this Airbnb becomes available over Columbus Day weekend. And then if, let's say, cancellation does happen, I'll be the first person, right? Anyone that's following the specific dates will be pinged first. And then anyone that might be following the listing, but not necessarily during a particular window of time will be pinged second. So it's just a super simple tool. F- folks are just always surprised and like thrilled when like they saw a cancellation come through, they were, you know, on a work call and then like, you know, an hour later it gets rebooked and they realize, "Oh my gosh, this came from somebody who's, you know, a ping user who like is following or or sometimes what ping users do is, you know, they'll reach out and they'll say, "Hey, I want these dates, but they're not available any any other dates available and then they'll go in the book direct with you right so it's it's just a cool way uh we also with ping we integrate into your mailchimp or your your email uh workflows whatever it might be um which which is cool because that way if you've got a newsletter these these contacts like you own the contacts like we're we're giving you this 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 guest data the guests are opting into it when they when they sign up for for ping or, or they create like a, a ping request so this is this is you know really really um cool we've seen a lot of uh, folks find a lot of value from ping but one of the coolest things that people are doing which again no we didn't build ping for this but they're using it as a cool revenue management tool so what they're saying is like for those of you who open your calendar seasonally we have we have uh ping customers that are telling their hosts to go or telling their guests on instagram hey go and tell us when you want to come via ping and then what the host is doing is they're on the back end saying okay cool like we have eight people that want to come for columbus day weekend Let's we normally price this at 300 bucks a night. Let's jack it up to 500 bucks a night because we've got eight people that want to come here then, right? And they're they're using it as a revenue management tool, um which is super 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 cool. And then other times when they say, "Oh wow, nobody wants to come for these weekends. That's interesting. Maybe we drop prices here." It and or maybe we just, you know, email our list and say, "Hey, for all of you following ping, uh we'll, you know, give you a, a special discount if you come during, you know, these weekends where where we're not seeing as much interest up front." So anyways, those are a couple of the simple tools that uh, that we've built to help host partners. But ultimately, I, I didn't want to just come here and like endorse these products. Obviously, like if you guys want to try any of them, I'd love I'd love uh, you know more of our listeners to to sign up for Ping. It's so fun, you know, seeing people sign up for Ping or sign up for the host partner program, and then you know me sending an email saying we have this automated email that goes out that's like, hey, how did you hear about us? And people are like, behind the stays, I love the show. So it's really really cool to see that. Um, but the reason I really wanted to come and talk all about this is because we want to build solutions that really help you guys. So we're 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 not an OTA, we're we're not a PMS, like we're not trying to be. We want to be another marketing channel for you. And we really want to help you grow your independent brand. And we want to leverage Airbnb as 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 needed in order to help do that. Um we we actually rank number one. If you Google last minute Airbnb deal, spontaneous ranks number one, which is super super cool. So we've got this growing growing audience of of flexible travelers who love Airbnbs, who love short term rentals, and we want to find ways to connect them to you all. Um, so if you guys have ideas for new solutions, or if you see gaps in your current PMS or your current you know dynamic pricing tools, whatever it might be, like let me know. I I, I want to know what the gaps are, and 
I I want to help build those, uh, build solutions for for those gaps uh, for for y'all. Spontaneous is a super humble operation, right? So we're totally bootstrapped. We're a super super small team. It's you know right now I'm not even able to dedicate full full time to Spontaneous. We're so close, but um, I still am doing some some consulting because hey, you know, got to pay the bills. Um, so it's not even fully fully my time yet. And uh, my, my business partner has half of his time. Um, and, and really, it's more like 30% of his time. So we're, we're a super humble operation. Um, and it's been really cool to see what we've been able to build while still being niche and small. And, you know, we haven't raised a round of venture capital or anything like that. So, uh, so yeah, we want to build solutions for you all. We want to become the place where last minute, uh, deals are discovered. We want to be. We want to become known for, folk, for for giving folks access to some of the most unique, most incredible stays around the world, um, especially for those who can be flexible. So that hey, maybe you can stay in that grain silo or that really cool container hotel or that cool tree house because you have the flexibility and you you'll you're willing to stay from a Wednesday to a, you know, or a Monday through a Thursday or whatever it might be because you can work remotely, right? And so. Our, our core audience of travelers are folks who are, you know, have flexibility with their jobs, who have disposable income, and who really, really love to travel. So, um, if you have thoughts and ideas on how we can better spontaneous, how we can better behind the stays, too, guys, I'm, I'm just so humbled. You know, we we, we surpassed 100,000 downloads uh, a, a couple weeks ago now, and it's just been really, really like cool to see you guys latch onto the show. I really want to always ensure that we're delivering value, and it's really hard. Right, I'm just gonna shoot straight with you guys. Like, selling podcast advertising is difficult, <laughs> uh, e- even for a show that's kind of grown at the rate that we've grown. It's 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 hard. Um, but I I want to keep doing this because I I do believe that storytelling matters. I do believe that this is an incredibly exciting time to be a hospitality entrepreneur, whether you have one short term rental or you've got hundreds. And the people that I've met in this in this space have just been unbelievably generous and unbelievably kind. And I just consider it such a blessing to to be able to kind of know you guys. Um, I'm going to be at uh, Thanks for Visiting's event, TFE Con. Thanks for vis- Visiting is actually the podcast that inspired me um, to to first like learn a little bit about like the lingo around short term rentals and and SDRs. So I'm going to be. Um, at their conference, TFECon, in Columbus, Ohio, at the end of uh, September. Would love to see you guys there and, and meet, meet any of you who are able to be there in person. But just want to thank you guys for the for the support. If you've got ideas for how we can make the show better or you've, if you've got ideas for people that we should bring on the show, please, please, please let me know. I'm, I'm always uh, open. But I just wanted to extend one final note of gratitude for you, for your time, for showing up, for listening, for giving me feedback. It's... It's just remarkable, and um, I'm excited to continue to build uh, these brands to better serve you and just want to let you guys know from the bottom of my heart that Behind the Stays will only be great uh, if it's bringing you value and if you find goodness in it, and that is my ultimate objective with with this podcast. And then Spontaneous, if you've got places, you've got uh, short-term rentals that you want to start marketing in a different way and seeing if you can build up a different kind of following for your place, I'd love for you to join our, our host partner program or, or or to check out Ping and, and buy Ping. These are super affordable, like very cheap solutions. Um, you're not going to be locked into crazy contracts or anything like that. Um, but thank you guys so much for your time. Thanks for being here. And as always, thanks for doing what you do. We, we need more great hosts like you.